It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 at the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday's special holiday Labor Day edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live at our new regular season time, 1230 on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. This will be our time for the duration of the regular season, assuming the head coach has not changed the practice schedule, in which case I will change the schedule and you will like it. But happy Labor Day, everybody. You guys, hopefully you're home enjoying your families to celebrate Labor Day. We are laboring here in the Quest Diagnostics Performance Center. As much of work as covering football can be, this is the fun stuff. And we are here talking Giants football with you. 201-939-4513. We'll try to get to your curls early and often. If you want to start rolling in with some of your bold predictions, we'll take those as well as you dial up right here on the phones. Again, it's 201 939 Paul, I know you didn't have any NFL football this weekend. Did you enjoy any college football this weekend? How about the Florida State game last night? I only caught the very end of it, but I did catch it. Yes. A point after attempt. Wow. And that's a bad defense from the one-yard line with, like, under two minutes to go. I understand the clock stops on first downs, but, oh, boy. You know, uh... For, for those who think special teams are not quite as important as the other units, all I can say is that was the difference in the game. Well, and it's funny. That was just a very bad block. The only job of that guy in the edge is to not let the player get inside of you. And That's the it. player got inside of him. Got to do it. And there's your block kick. And, you know, and, and that poor kicker is going to blame himself. And he's like a freshman. It was his first ever game. He's gonna. It's not his fault. No. It's not his fault. No. No. But, you know, ultimately... Uh, there will be people who are going to point a finger at him anyway. Yeah. You know how it goes. Absolutely. But I will tell you, John, it was really great to see uh, some some football out there. And yeah. College is in full swing. We don't have a game until uh, another month. Well, Ohio State Notre Dame was a great game on Saturday. Too, I did not see all yep. of that. A couple clips while I was around. That it, was but... the one game I managed to get start to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, hey, you know what? I'm just glad the Giants are starting on Sunday in Tennessee. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. The team's having a walkthrough today. Yep. And then a real practice tomorrow and Wednesday, off Thursday, real practice Friday, and then off to Nashville on Saturday. Now, that's not going to be the regular season schedule. No, that will go back to normal Tuesday's the day off. But since you have the two weeks between games, that's the way they decide to do the schedule. That's what they did up in Buffalo apparently the last couple of years, and they liked the way it worked. So, again, Thursday's the day off. Uh, this week, of course, we'll, our schedule won't be effective. We'll be doing our shows every day yes. anyway. Uh, but that's how the Giants are doing it. So we have some news. I hope you guys enjoyed our Friday Big Blue Kickoff Live special NFL preview show last Friday. It was good content. Unfortunately, since we were not live, we did not get to talk about the news that happened on Friday morning. So I guess, Paul, we can start there. The Giants decided to release Blake Martinez. And I was hoping to get some clarification or explanation today from Brian Dable when he spoke to the media about why they decided to let Blake Martinez go. Nope. Full Bill Belichick treatment. We got nothing. So at this point, Paul, I'm not quite sure what to say as to the reason. I mean, maybe it's, you know, obviously he's coming off that injury. Uh, He was in and out a little bit. You know, we don't know about the fit with Wink. You can theorize and guess about a lot of different things. I just don't have any hard evidence as to what the reason is, so I hesitate to speculate. Yeah, it, it really doesn't help. I, I, I will point back to a tweet which I got 31,000 looks on uh, a couple of days ago when it first happened, and I simply said it adds up. Martinez was not thrilled to take a huge pay cut to stay on the roster, coming off an ACL and limited all off season. He expected uh, to see diminished snaps in the new system. He was no longer the defensive signal caller, and he did not retain his captaincy when his teammates voted for a captain uh, the other day. You put all of those things together and then add in the fact that Micah McFadden had a terrific preseason, and he is a very athletic, mobile uh, inside linebacker who is probably a better fit for the Wink system. Well, let's just say that Martinez not being here anymore, it probably added up a little bit better than any of us thought. But in retrospect, it does make some sense. Yeah, but there's a hole now in the middle. And uh, Brian Dable spoke today. He did mention three names in terms of guys that can step in. He mentioned Tate Crowder, 
uh, Mike Fadden and Austin Kalitro were the three names you mentioned. I'm sure Darian Beavers would have been in that mix mm-hmm. if not for the fact that um, I think he would have been a starter. Yeah, probably. He was looking good. Yeah, but now obviously with the ACL injury this summer, that's not going to be the case. Now the roster move they did in conjunction with that, they claimed uh, Tyree. Is it Tyre or Tyree? Tyree Phillips from Baltimore, the offensive I thought lineman? it was Tyree. Tyree? Tyree? I, I, I'm asking. I honestly don't know. I, I thought it was. Okay. I could be wrong. Tyree Phillips, he's a third-round draft pick from 2020 from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, big dude, 6'5", 345. He's a tank. He's a guard. So, you know, maybe not right away, but could he now be in the mix along with Jack Anderson, another guy they claimed during the week right. for that left guard competition, which Brian Dable really did not give any hints as to what he's thinking there. I don't even think he mentioned any names in regards to the left guard spot. So no. I think all these guys will kind of be in the mix competing for that. Well, if you add Phillips to it, that means there's six guys now I do who want could to... potentially be the left guard. And who they claim from the Vikings, too. Uh, Wyatt Davis? Wyatt the, Davis. Wyatt Davis, the guard, yep. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Davis, uh, former high draft pick. Third-round pick of last, Out of the last SEC. year from the, um, I thought it was Ohio State, Big Ten. Wasn't he, was it? Was, I, was I, he Georgia? I thought he was Big Ten. I can't Ten. remember. I'll now. look it up. I got it for you. Don't worry about it. I got it. Yep, you're right. It was Ohio State. It's all the same. Uh, yeah, really. Big program. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, Big Ohio program. State is semi-pro anyway. Yeah, so is Alabama. <laughs> exactly. So is Georgia. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, you know, look, could it be... Devery Hamilton, sure. Could it be Azudu? Sure. Could it be Garcia? Sure. Uh, could it be Bredesen? I don't know how his elbow is, but I guess he's possible. I mean, could it be Anderson? Yeah. Could it be Davis? Could it be? It could be any. It could be any. Of Honestly, guys. it really could. Now, the only thing I would say, one of the new guys getting ready in a week. Might I be don't tough. think that's going to happen. Other than Anderson, because he was in Buffalo originally when he came out of Texas Tech, Good he point. was with the Bills. Yep. Because of that. Him working with the offense and working with Bobby Johnson, it is more likely of the newcomers that he could get ready in a week. Agreed. But I don't know. Now, do you think, and, and I don't hate to jump back to Blake, but we're talking about who's going to be in that spot. If I made you put a dollar on the table today in base defense, who the two inside linebackers are going to be, who do you think it is? Crowder and Calitro. That's what I was going to say. I thought you were going to say McFadden, but I agree. I think it's Crowder and Kalicho. I think on passing downs, you might see McFadden in there because he's a good blitzer. You could. You might not even see more than one linebacker on passing downs, too. Oh, no, that's what I meant. One inside linebacker, McFadden. <laughs> that's what I meant. I didn't mean to be anybody next to him. Oh, I thought you were giving Crowder no, a no, free pass. I was, no, I was not. I just meant one linebacker on third downs. I'm with you. Could be. And Could then, be. especially with the Tony Jefferson edition, you play three safeties, and Could Jefferson's be. on the older side. Maybe he doesn't have the same range, but he's better in the line, around the line of scrimmage. And I'd rather put that. Jefferson in the box than having to move Love or McKinney down. I like Love and McKinney being able to play a, a wide area of More the field. More space, yeah. Putting them down in the boxes, to me, is almost a waste for McKinney, unless... Unless McKinney's going to come down and play a guy on the slot a little bit, or if he's going to come in and blitz. Maybe I could see that. But I'd hate to kind of waste him to just hang out in the box and try to stop a running play. That seems to me an underutilization of his talent. No, I I think you're right about that. All right, so let's jump to the other piece of uh, fairly significant, I would say, news today. If you thought, Paul, if you saw a bronze man walking down your street today with a little bit of a pop in his step, that was Paul Dottino after finding out that in week one, it'll be Mike Kafka calling plays instead of head coach Brian Dable, which Paul was... And I, I didn't think that was going to happen at the start. As I've told you, I've kind of leaned more in that direction as we went. Um, but you were right from the stop, from the start, and Brian Dable is going to have Mike Kafka call plays here, and uh, he's going to be the play caller at least in week one. Well, just to be flat out X's and O's about it, what was there to complain about in the preseason? It worked, didn't it? Looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, to be honest... Even if Dable had plans to take it back, when he said he was going to experiment and try Kafka upstairs and see how it worked, it worked so well. Even if he thought about taking it back, I think he had to say to himself, the evidence is telling me, let Kafka do it. It looked good. Yeah. Right? Why not? And look, here's the thing. If you don't think there's going to be a few times during the game where Brian Dable goes to Mike Kafka and says, well, I want this play now. I'm sure he'll do you're it. You're kidding yourself. I'm course, sure he'll do it. Of course it. that's going to happen. 
Look, the only thing I could tell you for sure is that Dable did not ask me for my opinion. Oh, well. <laughs> if he did, I'd be nervous. <laughs> so that's the only thing I know for sure. I'm glad that I was on the same page as he was. But in all honesty, John, I just think the evidence for the from the three preseason games was really overwhelming. The offense looked good, mm-hmm. looked dynamic. It looked functional. They mixed things up well. They moved the ball well. They scored points. What was there not to like? Yeah, and now Brian Dable can focus on doing everything else the head coach has to do in terms of managing timeouts, time management, and all those sorts of things. So substitutions even to a certain extent. So that's good uh, as we move forward here uh, with the Giants. The other thing that jumped out at me today, Paul, is that there was really, I mean, I guess it shouldn't surprise me, but there was no reported change of status on Aziz Ojolari and, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, it remains day-to-day, which is what we've been talking about now for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so no hint, no hint of whether or not they're going to be in the practice field today. We don't know. There was no uh, media access to practice today. So it's still a wait-and-see scenario for both guys. I would not be shocked if neither played. I would not be shocked if both played. I would not be shocked if either one played. I think these are truly – like you talk about guys that are truly going to be like – Game-time decision. Friday and then game-time decisions. I know. That's what this is going to be. You know, John, the the only thing that I will say about this situation is that unlike some years past, remember when uh, uh, Marcus Golden was here, and he was really the only edge pass rusher the Giants had because they weren't using Lorenzo Carter in that vein. And it was like, well, if he's hurt, who do you turn to? Well, now, if your one and two pass rushers are down, you know you're going to Zimenez and potentially Colin Roche up as one of the two practice squad options. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, what do you call it? Exceptions. Jihad Ward's going to be there on first downs, though. And sure, well, because he's a bigger guy for the run stopping mm-hmm. against uh, Henry. Yep. Absolutely. But in terms of your pass rush package, you could have Roche come up as, an, as a practice squad activation with Zimenez, and at least you have two respectable functional edge rushers. Well, you have Fox, too. Remember, he's you know, on the field and, 53. And you have Fox, mm-hmm. too. No, I forgot about Fox. You have him, too. So that's what makes this year different than the previous handful of years where there were so many times where the Giants would have somebody nicked up, and there would be really no answer. You'd be, like, looking at the guy coming up next on the depth chart and, like, Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Not the case now. They actually have guys who can go in and have a chance to compete. That's good. Yeah, and look, it's going to be an important spot, too, because if you look at the way the Titans use their running attack, they are a heavy, heavy, heavy outside zone team. So they are going to attack the edges. They're going to attack your cornerbacks. So those guys on the perimeter are going to have to tackle because they're not going to be running the ball at Leonard Williams. They're not going to be running the ball at Dexter Lawrence. They're going to be running the ball at the edge rushers, the guys on the edge, and the cornerbacks. And when they run left, Taylor Lewan is a monster. And he's nasty. He will, yes, he will throw people around. And I think an underrated, and I don't want to get too much into the game here because we've got a whole week to do that with yes, the opponent. Yes, we do. But just one thing that kind of came up today as I was thinking about it, remember, Robert Woods might be the best blocking wide receiver in the entire NFL. So you run to that side with Lawan, and if Robert Woods is set up out there with those two blockers out there trying to set that edge, you're an edge guy. You better be ready to be physical or corner, and you better be ready to tackle, or it could be a long day at the office. Since this is Monday, and we have the opportunity to do this, and we haven't seen practice yet, I'm not giving out any state secrets. How about Wink Martindale uses a four-man defensive line front and changes things up, especially on early downs in this game, to try to clog up that Titans running game? So How about that? You, would you then put six guys at the line of scrimmage? So you put four linemen and then the two linebackers? I'm telling you, put four linemen, maybe Jelly Ellis a, or Nick Williams. A bare front is what you're saying, with, basically. With, mm-hmm. with Lawrence and with Leonard Williams and maybe Jihad Ward, if you like. Uh, and then maybe put a stand-up linebacker so you have, I could see a four down and maybe five up front and maybe even occasionally six. I mean, Maybe you'd bookend both linebackers too. But what I'm saying is I don't think Wink Martindale, part of his base rotation, has four down linemen with their hands in the dirt, and I would not be surprised to see it this week no. in certain spots against Tennessee. I agree. That wouldn't surprise me. And we've seen – as teams try to figure out how to deal with the Shanahan, Sean McVay scheme over the past few years, we've seen it start, I believe it was, oh boy, I think it was the 
Ravens or the Patriots? I think it was the Patriots in a playoff game in the Super Bowl. But they copied someone all in the year. I forget who it was. I got to go back and look that up. They had went to that six-man front to try to prevent that running back from getting to the edge on those outside zone runs. Mm-hmm. So they played six across, basically kind of what the Bears used to do with their you know 46 type of defense, right. right? And you couldn't get outside that outside player because you had six guys on the line. So no, that... I think that's a nice little nugget, Paul. That would it's, not surprise me. It's just as as I sat around in my workshop over the weekend trying to figure out what to do. I started watching Titans tape the other day, and I said to myself, you know what? I know that that's not Wink's go-to defense, but man, oh man, he really wants to change it up. He really wants to surprise people. How about he throws some of that at these guys? And I, I tell you what, I don't think Tennessee's going to expect it, and yet Wink knows them from being in the division with Baltimore for so many years. He's got to know. Well, the conference at least. Well, yeah. I'm uh, I'm sorry. Yes. He's got to know what they're thinking and what they want to do. And I'm just thinking to myself, no one's expecting that. We didn't see any of that in the preseason. So it would be a hell of a thing to pull the curtain on. No, I think that's interesting. I, I I think that is definitely possible. Now you know why I stay up all hours of the night. I think it's more likely that they do that if the edge rushers are hurt, right? Because then you want to give oh, a little yeah. bit more help to the guys out there by getting them a little bit wider well, on the initial formation. Especially uh, Zimenez, who in his career has had difficulties holding up against strong running teams. Yeah, I agree. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Anything else from today, Paul, that jumped out of you? You want to go to the phone calls? No, really. Uh, that's it. I, I just think that, uh, oh, Tyrod Taylor was cleared. Oh, yeah. He should be good to go. He's okay to play if they need him, so he'll be the backup uh, quarterback on Sunday. Hopefully that will not be something we have to worry about on Sunday. Can we not worry about that week one? you just put the kibosh on it. Don't look at me. (laughs) No, but it was a legitimate injury update. He's okay. Yes, and obviously we're going to dig into the Titans a little bit later in the week and get much deeper into them. You got it. Now, this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, but we can certainly take your call. So, guys, talk some Giants football with us. If you want to give some bold predictions, we can do that. Make sure they're bold, please. I don't want these mild predictions coming our way. Like, oh, they're going to win seven games. Like, no, that it's not bold. I want bold. Let's go to Big Ed in Maryland. He's one of our regular season-only callers generally. Big Ed, what's going on? What's up, Big John? And that's Big Polly too. How you doing? Oh, man. Oh, man, guys, I'm doing so good. I'm feeling so great about what's going to take place. Oh, I've been wanting to talk to y'all for a while. been thinking about y'all all the time, man. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what was I going to tell the guys? Man. Okay, this one I wanted to tell you. First, it doesn't matter who plays linebacker, okay? Let's end all of that. I've been listening to y'all talk the last few minutes. Y'all funny. But I'm say that, yeah, it don't matter who it is. As long as they're healthy and can tackle and have gap control. Well, Big Ed, if the guy can do it, depends on who it is. Some guys can, some guys can't. So who it is does matter. Because if you pick the wrong guy, they can't do the things you're talking about. I know, man. <laughs> I'm just looking at it like this. Well, we can get their butt out there healthy at Sunday at 3 o'clock, man, and ready to kick off, man, and try to tackle this guy, man. And don't let him gain any yards. We got every chance in the world winning that game. I tell you, Big Ed, this is is why I'm leaning toward, if the two outside guys are out, I'm really leaning toward bringing up Roche. I think bringing him up as a practice squad exception is important because he does provide some stout rush defense off the edge. He's a strong, Mm -hmm. physical guy. He's got a little bit of bulk to him. And and he's not afraid to take on Derrick Henry. Right. Because, see, all I keep thinking about, man, it's not going to take him much. If we got we got to be tackling him for four straight quarters. That's all I see about that. That's the biggest thing. And then the other thing, I definitely got to make sure you send this out, Paulie. Man, first down, Daniel Jones straight to Galladay, man. Deep ball. 
Let First them know play? that play action deep ball, man. First play. It should be there. You're going. You're going deep. First play. Yeah, Galladay. He's been talking. He got he to gotta open his mouth. So now he got to catch the football and show that what he, he's, he ain't do last year. So he got to do it now. Okay. And it's like, because we're going to run the wall. Oh, yeah, Paulie and John, look. We don't need to make holes for Saquon. Uh-uh. We need to make a wall. A wall, fellas. A wall. Well, remember, you don't want a wall, because then Saquon's going to walk into the wall. You need some gaps in the wall so he can run through. <laughs> right. But the, that's the thing. It's like you create the wall to move to this hole, make the field go to the whole left side. There's a wall. And he has nothing but a, run, a big run gap. As long as them linemen are healthy, man, that's what it should be. Don't even worry about making a hole. You make a wall. And I got and you want bold prediction, five and oh man. We should win every game first five games out. Come back from London ready whoa, whoa. to kick ball. Let me get butt. this straight. Five out yeah. of the box. Tennessee, yeah. Carolina, Dallas, Chicago, and Green Bay in London. Five and oh. Yeah. That's a bold prediction, Giants, John. Bro. Write it down. That's a bold we're prediction. Di- we, we are the Giants, dude. We're different. This is a different football team, man. It this is. a different football team from the last year. So they come out and show this in these first three, four quarters, man, and really even win the game? Oh, man. Because the first one is the, is the best one. It's the most important one. Stuffing Derrick Henry to less than 100 yards. You got to do it. Got to do it. But it's about who's going to be on the line, too, because – a good end in the middle, I mean, an end is one thing, but a nose tackle, man, that's what's needed to stuff a line because he has to know that what he's thinking he's going to do, he ain't going to do with us today. It ain't happening. Big Ed, let me ask you We're this. ready. Let me, let, yeah. me, let me ask you this. Does mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley have to outrush Derrick Henry for the Giants to win this game? Yeah. He does. He should. See, I don't know do that he. I don't know that he does, but I think he's got to get more yards from scrimmage than Henry does for the Giants to win the game. He can catch or run either way. Well, he that's do why I said yards, yards from scrimmage. I didn't say rushing. Yeah, yards from scrimmage. Yeah. Barkley's right. got to have a big one. game. Right, he should. Everybody should get off, man. Go to Tennessee, light some fireworks before the game, light some fireworks after the game because it's legal in Tennessee. That's the most exciting part of the game. And then after the win, man, go get some of that good old Tennessee bourbon and celebrate like we're supposed to because we get ready to go all the way. We're going back to Arizona. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Big Ed has returned. We are not leaving. We miss you, Big Ed. We get ready to show up more. We miss you, man. I'm excited. I miss you guys too, man. My goal is set to make it to the Monday nighter, the all nighter Monday nighter, kicking the cowboy butt twice. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. See, I ain't had a chance to talk to y'all about all this good stuff. We played on Thanksgiving too. Ooh, ooh, you know this is going to be good. Mm. Are you bringing Ric Flair to the game? That's so good. We ain't worried about the Eagles. Who cares about the Eagles? Big Ed, you've got a lot of bottled up energy, Big Ed. Yeah, man, I miss you guys, man. I told you, I I got a whole bunch of football built in beside, man. I got so many things I want us to do, man. We should just do it. It should just happen. Just get out there and know that you can play the game. Don't let it get, especially the secondary, don't let that get past you. That's it. When you know you ain't letting nobody come past you, you have every chance. Sean Taylor did it. Kenny Phillips did it. Um, so many of them did it. Yes. They didn't allow it. That's how he won Super Bowls. Thank you, Big Ed. Good stuff, yes, brother. Yes, Big John. Be good. Hey, tell Grants what's up, too, man. And Jeff and everybody, man, I hope to see y'all soon. I'll try to get up there for the Carolina game. That's the next weekend. Yeah. Sounds good, man. So I'll try to do that, too. All right, man, because I know y'all be outside. Great, guys, man. Be good, Big Ed. I'm worried about him if they lose to Tennessee. I'm not even going to try to worry. I'm not even going to try to debate sense with that. It was so enthusiastic and happy and raw, like go Giants. I'm just going to let that sit there. I'm going to let it sit there. Jacked. Totally jacked. I'm just going to let that sit there. And you guys think I'm a ball of energy. He yeah. was he was he was gone. Though that 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 would be what you sound like if you didn't talk to other people about Giants football for as long as Big Ed did. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say, great, and that is a perfect first call of it a is. regular season 
Big Blue Kickoff Live. And he's on the program. wall. He's on the wall. Yeah, he's on the wall. Big Ed. <laughs> 5 and 0 to start the year. Wow. I think that'll be more wins than the Giants have had in September in like the last 8 years. Oh combined. my goodness. <laughs> You know, if that does happen, I just hope they're not like the Yankees and fall apart after the midpoint. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about it. Anyway. 201-939-4513. Our guy Pearson had to step out for a minute, so I'm going to have to do the next two calls blind here. He actually has to, just to give you an idea of how we multitask over here, folks. Right now, Pearson is running the media availabilities for the players and their Zoom calls. So when that's done, he's going to come back in here and finish doing the show for us. Just to give you an idea. It is Labor Day. Yeah, <laughs> which means everyone in our department has to work harder than everybody else. Extra labor. 201-939-4513. Let's go back to the phones. Cole, you're on the air. What's your name and uh, where are you calling from? Hello. Yeah, this is this is also Ed from New York. Ed, what's up? Hello. Hey, not much. I don't know if I'm big Ed like the other Ed, but uh, I liked his attitude. <laughs> He's exciting, Ed, is what he is. He is. He is. And there's a couple things. You know, I, I appreciate his 5-0 and um, prediction. Um, but, you know, I got to look at it this way. My bull prediction is not 5-0. and I believe that they will go 4-1. and I think they're going to struggle a little bit against Green Bay. Um, Dallas, I don't see a problem with Dallas because Dallas has a, a very inconsi- uh, inconsistent uh, offensive line right now. So I think our defensive front is going to be uh, just playing havoc with uh, Dak Prescott all game. Okay, well, hey, I want to uh, be clear then. So, so you think 4-0 to start the year then? Well, four and zero. I think after you know, if you go, if you do include Green Bay, we might lose that one. Rodgers is an extremely on a different level. He might be able to pick apart our secondary a little bit better. Uh, but I believe at least four and zero. And I think the way we're going to do that is, um, I think for Tennessee, our we need to stack the box. We need to stop Henry and put some pressure on Tannehill. And I think our secondary is strong enough to play one-on-one with most teams in NFL, if not all of them. And I think that they can handle that. Um, my bold prediction is going to be that Daniel Jones will not have a fumble or an interception in his first four games. No turnovers in the first four games. I love, by the Zero. way, not, I love, not, I love not, how, by the way, the 4-0 wasn't the bold prediction. Yeah. <laughs> well, and by the way, and here's the other part to that. You're you're going yeah, with yeah, no saying, Jones I'm turnovers in route to a four and zero, which actually now, would be logical. No fumbles. That means he can't even fumble and have the Giants oh. cover. So okay, that's true. Right? Well, Are you saying right, no fumbles or no fumble turnovers? No, no, no fumbles. No fumbles. No, no. Let's he won't over. have a fumble. He won't have a fumble or an interception in the first four games. Wow. Now I'm not saying that somebody else on the other. I'm not saying that they won't have fumbles. I'm just saying Daniel Jones is going to be playing at a different level uh, this okay. year. I believe that. I believe he's going to be better. Uh, I believe that uh, he'll protect the ball because if you noticed in preseason when he did feel pressure, his natural reaction was to tuck that ball. He wasn't holding it out like he used to. Now he's tucking it, and um, he's always been pretty accurate with the ball. And if you look at his, um, you know. Uh, touchdown to pa- interception ratio for his first 38 games compared to Josh Allen's, they're pretty close. And he's not. It's not the interceptions that is killing Daniel Jones. It's the uh, fumbles that is killing him. So well, I believe that I believe that that's where it's going to go this year. I think you'll see a, an improvement for Daniel enough to maybe he'll play so uh, well enough to get him into that wild card maybe playoff spot, and then he'll get at least another one year contract to see if he can do it two years in a row. Uh, back in, in 2020, okay, he went five straight games without an interception. And then in the sixth game, Ingram popped up a ball off his hands. It was intercepted by right. Dallas. So Jones at least has done something along the lines of what you're predicting before. It's not like he'd be in uncharted territory in terms of the yeah. picks. Now, the fumbles, that's a little bit of a different story. Uh, and I will say sure. this, by the way. I'll take the Bears out of the conversation, and since he didn't include the Packers in his, I'm not going to count them either because they might have the best defense in football, by the way. But the Titans have a darn good defense. The Panthers have a pretty darn good defense. And the Cowboys' defense was not only good last year, it was also the best takeaway defense in football. They're thieves. Yeah. So that is going to well, be a that is, that is a bold prediction, Ed, and that's a tall task, but I like it. 
Yeah. Well, just for the last thing here, fellas, is that, no, I get that they have really good defenses, but what I've seen, and again, this has only been a short little uh, bunch of experience with Dable's uh, offense, is that the offensive line has been holding much better than they have, and if they hold that well for him, then instead of dropping back three steps and having someone in his face, it's going to give him more time to read the field and make better decisions. Well, in theory. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate the call, man. That makes sense. All right, thanks. And by the way, just as a matter of fact, Daniel Jones has never gone three consecutive games without fumbling the football. Really? Three is the highest number? Two is the highest. He's never Two's gone three. Two's the highest. He's never gone three consecutive games without a fumble. Not a, that's not a great number. Uh, look, I'm just offering a fact here. Uh, you know, that's not a great number. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, wait, wait. I read it wrong. One, two. Yeah, no, I was right. I was right. He did fumble one time during a, uh, a four-game stretch, but that looks to be about the, uh, the his, fewest. But his fumble numbers have gotten better year to year. There's no question fumble. about that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and if you literally look at fumbles per dropback, they've literally gone down. All and his interception percentage yep. has gone down every year he's been in the league. So, heck, Doc Prescott had more turnovers and more fumbles than he did last year. Okay, he it's also, a fact. Also, well, actually, they probably played about the same amount of games, right? Because Doc had the calf injury for a right. few games. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm tired of that tattoo on his forehead because he has definitely done enough to, to fade it out. Well, yeah, but, but now he has to be productive while fading it out. Correct. Right. Which is kind of the, the turnovers fade away the last couple of years, but then the production also kind of faded away the last mm-hmm. couple of years, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. And let me just bring on one other thing besides somebody come after me on Twitter uh, for the Warren Sharp interview I did. And Warren, and we had him on last year. He was always critical of, of Jason Garrett's scheme and stuff like that. And the core was, oh, Schmelk's gaslighting us. He always said Garrett's you know, scheme was fine, and that wasn't the problem. And guys, my thing's always been the same. Did Garrett have an elite scheme? No, we've had the conversation about, well, if she, let's say Kyle Shanahan was here. How many more points would they have scored? Like, we, we had those conversations, right? But my point was always the same. The scheme is going to help you, but it's going to help you on the margins, right? You could have, like, Sean McVay, you know, was great. And then what do you figure out? Oh, I better get rid of Jared Goff if I want to have a really good offense. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go get Matthew Stafford. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's still about the players, no, folks. It's a, it's, look, the scheme matters. I'm not... Saying it doesn't. It absolutely does. But the players matter more. And the biggest thing this year for the New York football Giants, quite frankly, guys, is going to be, this, is this offensive line going to be better than the piece of wet, flimsily, hold, riddled cardboard that they that they put out there last year? When, look, Jason Garrett's as conservative a guy as possible. When that guy comes out in a press conference and basically says, I can't run my offense because of the offensive line, you know the offensive line is a problem. Right? I mean, yeah. that, and that happened. That happened. You Look, had Andrew Thomas, and you had four guys that really couldn't play. Hence why the biggest question of the week and is Andrew Thomas, who's... And Andrew Thomas missed like six games too, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Who's the starting left guard? Right. That's why that's important. We've spent the entire offseason, John, talking about the improvement of the offensive line, how this offensive line is going to be functional, and they should be able to progress and open up the playbook. Yes. Well... No matter how smart Dable and Kafka are, if the offensive line does not permit them to open the playbook, things won't happen. That's it. Done. Slam it. You might have some changes on the margins, a few more big plays, things like that, but then you're going to have things in other areas that aren't going to go as well. So... You need, you need not only those explosive plays that you and Warren Sharp talked about, you need to be able to run your four-minute offense. You have to be able to do that at the end of a half and at the end of a game. You've got to be able to do it. I'm going to throw – yeah, that's important too. And the red zone. Red zone offense. Can you score a point in the two-minute drill in the first or second halves? I mean – When the other team knows you're passing and you're passing, can you score points? Because you know how many points the Giants scored last year in in those situations? Zero. It was bad. Literally zero. I think it was the first time in NFL history. That a team did not score in the final two minutes of the half, first half, or the game. It's like taking a cyanide pill. Honestly, no, it's, you're destroying yourselves. It, it's, it's a problem. You 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 problem. you impede your chances of victory many times over. So if the Giants can square away their red zone offense, their their two minute drill, their four minute offense, 
the offensive line is the one common denominator for all of those things, John. Right. It's got to be working right for those things right. to happen. And the one person that tweeted me said, well, you know, we saw Jason Garrett tank Dallas's offenses for years. Like, Dallas had one of the best offenses in football yeah. for years. Now, look, could they have been better with a different scheme? Sure. But to say Dallas's offenses were bad when Jason Garrett was there is just not factually accurate. No. I mean, we watched Tony Romo throw for like 35 touchdowns every single year for a decade. People can complain about, in their opinion, they underachieved. Well, you could have an opinion, but the facts are they were productive. And again, I'm, yeah, right, exactly. And again, we're not saying, and again, I never said it. I'm not saying it now that Garrett's offense was elite and that's like the cutting edge of modernity. They could have used pre stat motion. They could have thrown more in early downs. They could have thrown the ball down the field more. Yeah, and we, we talked about that at nauseum the last couple of years. But you hope that the players here are better to execute what the coach is going to ask them to do. 201-939-4513. Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2022 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seats to... Oh, pardon me. Starting at just 100 bucks, Frog in the throat. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. Call or you're on the air. Click. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Antonio Manhattan. How are you? Hi. Up, so... Uh, I wanted to touch base on Tennessee, but then you guys went on the Jason Garrett and, and offensive line, and I just want to touch base on that. And I, I just got to say, I can't disagree with you guys more. Uh, Jason Garrett, to me, was the number one reason why this offense looked that inept. Antonio, and who? That, Antonio, oh, the guys who mm-hmm. started the Giants offensive line this year, any of them starting anywhere in the NFL this year? Yeah, one. Will Hernandez is starting in Arizona. And we'll, and, and, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but you just finished saying that, oh, are any of them starting? And I just okay. told you, Will Hernandez. One guy. I apologize. And, One guy. And, 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 and do you want to go through Will, Hand- Will Hernandez's performance last year? I'm, oh, happy, I'm, happy, I'm happy to do it with you. Let me keep going. I bet you Will Hernandez is going to look a lot better than he ever did in the Giants uniform. And, and we, we, could, we, could, we could take that bet if you want. Why? Because he, just, just off of scheme alone. Just off a of quarterback and scheme alone. You realize Will Hernandez was here for two better. years without Jason Garrett too, right? I, I completely understand. And this, Look, right. this offense and the team still wasn't good. Okay, okay. Pat, but but here's the problem. Will showed yeah. some things as a rookie. Pat Shermer ran a good offense, by and the way. Just he did. He was productive. And Will Hernandez started out, looked like he was going to be somebody. And then after that, especially when the COVID hit him, his career went steadily downhill. Now, he's a good guy. I love he's Will. Really good guy. Really good teammate. I still think he's oh, got absolutely. some ability. And when he gets his hands on you, he's pretty good. The problem is that when there's movement in front of him and stunts and twists, he often got Had lost. a lot of problems, huh? and especially in I'll pass protection. Yes. When there's, when there's 10 guys on an offensive side of the ball that look bad, that's not a player problem. That's a coach problem. There's no way that you have all 10 and, and, guys. Antonio, I don't want to spend the whole show on this. I'm sorry I went on the ramp. Please move on to the next yeah. topic. Otherwise, we're going to be here forever. No worries. Thank you. So just quick quick on the Titans. I think that we're going to have – that's going to be a surprise. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to beat the Titans. Why? And it's not because of our linebackers, but it's because of our nose tackle and defensive tackle and Leonard Williams and um, Dexter Lawrence. I think that they're going to put him in two techs. It's going to be kind of like a 4-3 base. And those guys are going to take care of center and the two guards. And I think that's going to limit pretty much the production that Henry could do. If we let – Derrick Henry could run for 120, 130 yards, and I still think that we could win. If he could put up 110, 120, and 110 a touchdown, I still think the Giants could win. It's all about what we do to control Tannehill. Um, that, that's what I see, and I agree with you, Paul, in that Saquon Barkley doesn't have to have more rushing yards than um, than King Henry, but he does have to have more all-purpose yards. So he yeah. has to be involved in the pass a lot because the Tennessee Titans have a really nice elite up front seven. Not elite, but I would say they're pretty good. But their secondary was questionable all year last year. So that's how we have to beat them, short passes and just get it over that way. I'll tell you what, though. They, um, have, they have Antonio, you're right. They had some issues yeah. last year in the back end, but – they have some very talented young cornerbacks. So there's a chance that a lot of those guys kind of come into their own all yeah, at the man. same time. Like Caleb Farley's yeah. second year, Christian Fulton, third year, mm-hmm. Elijah Molden, right. third year, I think, for Elijah Molden. And, then, and, and Roger McCreary, McCreary. the rookie, who's a good player. And they have one of the best safety combinations in the league in Hooker and Byard. So you're right, their corners yeah. are young, but they have, they're very talented. They have a chance to be good. 
And two things that I want to say. One thing is, why didn't um, Xavier McKinney didn't get any type of, like, Pro Bowl considerations last year? If because you the team was bad. Numbers, because the team was bad. Because Antonio, the team was bad, right? That's why, yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. Why, that's, that's why. it. Yeah, it's crazy. I was my, my, my friend pointed out to me, he said he had almost all pro numbers. And I just looked up the two all pro players for free safety and strong safety, and he had almost identical numbers, if not better than one of them, I think. And I was like, that's crazy that nobody's pointed that out. Um, and the last thing, in the, my, my bold prediction is the, the Giants do make a wild card game, uh, but it's not going to be uh, Daniel Jones starting that game. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor. And uh, oh, that's is that because of that's injury, cool. Antonio, or is that because of because of, it, because of injury? No, no, because of injury. Because okay. I, I just don't have faith in Daniel. I think Daniel Jones is going to have his best year, but Daniel Jones hasn't shown us ever that he could play seven, sixteen games. So I think that he's going to give us like about thirteen games, and and don't and. Jones, and uh, and backup's gonna have to take over. So Taylor will will get them into the playoffs in December. It's not like he's gonna have to start the game because Jones can't play. You think Taylor will will run them in down the stretch? Yeah, Taylor is gonna is gonna win a few games. After. Wow! It, 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 I, yeah, bold. I think that, that's bold. And I think that Taylor that's bold fits this offense better because just a simple thing. I think Daniel Jones has a better arm, better accuracy. But what he doesn't have that, that Taylor does have is the ability to make those backyard football plays and his pocket awareness. Uh, Taylor can feel presence, can, can feel the rush better than, than Jones can at this point right now. No, that's fair. Thank, Thank you. you, Antonio. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I, 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 Guys, I know if you're fired up about the Garrett stuff, let's just not do that today, yeah. please. We're, we're the, I'm sorry I went on my little tangent. Because, no, no, because right. I, I resisted replying to the guy on Twitter, and I was very proud of myself. And I said, all right, I, I'm not going to get into the Twitter fight, but I'll say it on the air, and I'll, I'll, I'm dropping it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That, that, is, uh, that is a couple of bold predictions, though, we've already had on the show today that are really – they're going out on, pl- on a plank. Those, those are legit. Right. 201-939-4513. I, I guess it's going to be a bold prediction today. I have no problem with that. Let's go to Tim <laughs> Charleston. He's up next. Timbo. Hey, John, Paul, how you doing? Good morning. So uh, you're, I just want to tell you there's no thunderstorm right now, so I'm safe like last week. <laughs> oh, man, we were worried about you. <laughs> um, but I got one quick question for you, Paul, and then my bold prediction. I'll be quick. Yeah. The question for you, Paul, is you picked Blake Martinez as your comeback <laughs> player of the year. Would you like to amend that? Well, I can't. It's too late. No, you can amend it. The no, guy you can't. You can I, I will make an executive decision. I mean, he didn't have a snowball's chance in hell anyway. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, well, you know what? You know what? At the time, I think during the show, I said he might get seventy or eighty tackles. I was already anticipating that he would get a tremendous amount of reduced snaps, and I think it's very possible he goes to another team, gets picked up in a, in a week or so. Ooh. And winds up coming up with 70 or 80 tackles as maybe a two-down linebacker. So are you sticking or are you moving? I th- No, what the heck? I'll leave him. Right. I'll leave him. I like it. I, I, th- I think someone someone will take a shot at him. And I think at the very least, he can be a two-down linebacker for somebody. And if he plays all 17 weeks, why wouldn't he be in contention? Wait, let me ask you. Would, would Barkley be in, in, in contention for play comeback? No. We had that conversation. No? Okay. And we, we just think he played too many games I, I last year, Tim. You know what I okay. mean? Okay, I get you. I get you. So I already had one, one bold prediction on, a, on a, a bundled prediction on defense with the top sack and top interception guy. Okay. Now I'm going to go to offense, and I'm going to give you my second bold prediction, which is the trio of Kadarius Toney, Wandale Robinson, and Saquon Barkley will combine for 20 or more touchdowns this year. And that is, of course, contingent on Tony's health. And if he's not, I'd like to have kind of Ellison be his kind of substitute if Tony ends up out a lot. But those three guys, 20 touchdowns or more total. Ellerson? No, no, no. Tony, Wandale, and Saquon. No, but, no, 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 no. Tony you, ends you, up... you said Tony's at, then Ellerson would be your... I said he would be my substitute if Tony ends up out like eight games. But he would be my Ellison, but Ellison, Ellison my, Smith my can't score. Player. No, who are you talking about? Oh, Who's not Ellison? Ellison. I meant, I meant. I'm sorry, the tight end. Oh, the tight Bellinger. End. I, I, oh, Bellinger. Okay. Be- be- yeah. Bellinger. Yeah, sorry, I spaced on that. No, I, that's I, pull, right. I pulled the, I pulled the pole. No, At least no, I no, didn't no. call him Baldinger. No, 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 no. That, that's, that's a not, Jeff. That's a Jeff. That's not a Paul. That's a Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I'm in mean, a Jeff. See, I'm screwing up. Totally. You really got problems today. All right, so Tim, I, I want to have it both on the same sheet. Uh, 
What was your sack and interception prediction again? I should have them both on the same sheet of paper. Was was with without saying who, although in my mind I have it. The, oh, our top sack producer and our tack top interception guy will total twenty or more. So all my all my bold predictions are twenty. Perfect. Do you think that last one's pretty bold? My uh, offensive one's pretty bold. I think both of those are bold. Yes, they count. Absolutely, okay. they qualify. Thank you, Tim. All right, I'll Talk let more callers get on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Bye. it. I almost feel like we should. I, I know I never get this cleared by legal, but we should almost do a deal where people call up and make these bold predictions. Like if they win it, we give them something. If they don't, they have to like make a donation to like a charity or something like that. That could be fun. Yeah, I don't know if you could get that clear. Though. Oh, never in a bajillion years, but yeah. it'll be fun. 201-939-4513. How, how about this? How about if Charlie's bold prediction fails, he can't call for five years. And by the way, oh, shit, uh, I don't think he's taking that bet. Don't miss out on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant Games and world-class concerts in 2022. As a Giant Suite partner, limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. I got it, John. Anytime... A, a person calls up with a bold prediction and they're wrong. We give them their number to Charlie and they have to talk to him for 15 minutes. That's pretty good. I'm not sure anyone's taking that bet. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Vinny in Florida. He's up next. Vinny. Yes. I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> Hello. I think you can get Charlie to agree for one week ban, not five years. Not a <laughs> I have a bold prediction, and then I'd like to share with you what I'm most excited about sure. this year. My bold prediction, Danny Dimes is going to arrive, and he's going to throw 32 touchdown passes or more. And you might say I'm crazy, but I think I only have one caveat for that, and that caveat is that he does not self-destruct like he did last year. He knocked himself out against Dallas. And he did what he did on his neck against. Uh, all right, know. all right, hold, hold on. But, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're just saying he's going to throw at least 32 touchdown passes, and you don't want to yeah. put an interception number on this. I don't want to put an interception number. He, he, hey, if you throw 30, if you throw 32, I'm okay with 18 interceptions. <laughs> okay. If you throw 32, okay. And you know, this is the first. I mean, the first year that he becomes Danny Dimes. And then I'd like to say why I'm what I'm so excited for. It's my opinion, and I'd like you guys to kind of confirm or, or deny. Every offensive position is better, with the exception of tight ends. But the the eighty percent of the offensive line is not only better; they're going to stabilize. We've got Juan Dell as a receiver, in addition to the other receivers, we're healthy. And we got Saquon back. I think I think the offense is better. And what I'm most excited about is the description you guys have made. Wait till we see the motion. We didn't see the motion in the preseason. We all know why. But I'm excited for that because every time I watched a Chiefs game or a Rams game or a uh, Bills game, I'm like, wow, they do a lot of that stuff. So I, I'm totally psyched for that. And I'll take the rest off the air, but you guys are awesome. Happy Labor Day to you. Thank you, you too. Appreciate the Two call. Two thoughts on that, John. I don't know that the tight end position is better. No, and, and, and he said every position but the tight end position. Right. He, he did say that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and right now, right now, it's projection on the offensive line. We think it's better. Why? Well, we, I mean, we just don't know. Wide receiver and running back positions are the same. No, I think it's safe to say that Barkley will be better this year. He's fully healthy during the offseason. Same player, I think, though. Right, but I think it's safe to say he's he's going to be better. Right. Breed is an upgrade. Right, fine, I'll right? buy that. But it, it's slight. It's not big. And then a wide okay. receiver, I mean, we don't we don't know. We don't know. Shepard was healthy last year. He's not healthy this year. He's coming off an ACL. Achilles, rather. Right, but I think the expectation is that Galladay will be better. Well, yeah, but we don't know Juan, that. He's Wandale the same Robinson. player. All right, all right. So, again. And Tony's the same player. So, we're talking projection. Reasonably projecting to be better, yes, but it's yes. still a projection. Correct. I, I, I would agree is with that. Is that like the talent has the offensive line? Yes, talent improved. Talent is better, but whether or not the performance is, we sure. still need to see it. Um. But yeah, I, you know what? I, I think his point actually is is right. Other than tight end, because I no matter what we thought of Evan Ingram's production 
right now, based on what the Giants have at tight end, it's totally unproven. Yeah, the problem you run into, though, on defense, the cornerback position is worse. Right. Well, it's without, unproven. Without Logan Ryan, you could argue the safety position is worse. Un, it's unproven. Inside linebacker position is worse. Yeah, because you just don't know what these right. guys are going to do. Exactly. So that's kind of where the balance is. Yeah. And like I, I but better edge rushers. Believe it or not, I feel and maybe better defensive line. But I think it's to the point. I think defensive line probably be about the same. Uh, the fact that Danny Shelton's off the team is an improvement. Wow. But they lost Austin Johnson. He was good. I, last I did. Year. I did like Austin Johnson. I did. We'll see. We'll see. We'll I see. for that reason, I actually feel better. I feel better about right now. I feel probably better about the team's offense than I do the defense right now. To be honest with you. I have more concerns and worries about the defense than I do the offense. I think there are reasonable doubts to be had uh, more defensively than offensively. Um, At the same time, like I always say to you, John, you look and you say to yourself, are there potential answers there? There are. At least they're not barren. There have been years we've gone into this first game and we've said, look, there are three or four positions on this team. There's nobody there. Do you remember? There's just nobody there. Do you remember the uh, Uwani Unga experience? There you go. Week one against Dallas was there that twenty sixteen? Well but fifteen? But you're just raising my point. I'm sorry, twenty fifteen. Not there, there were times twenty fifteen. There were times where you, you looked at that starting eleven on both sides of the ball and you said, Look, yeah. there are three or four spots here. There are no answers. The start is not very good and the backup is worse. And there's no hope that that's going to be a functional position. I look at these twenty two guys right now and I say to myself, there's no position, in all honesty. Other than tight end, and I hope that Daniel Bellinger is what they drafted him to be, but other than that spot, I look at every other position and I say, you know what? There's a potential answer there. Sure. That's fair. Let's go to Mike in Westchester. He's up next. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hi. So, bold prediction. Um, Giants are going to start this season 0-3. I have a very eerie... Well, that's what history about... tells us. How bold is it? Yeah, Mike. I gotta be honest. I I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Like I don't. I don't. Is, is that that bold? Given the schedule, I got a better one. Okay, better one. I got them. I got. Them, I got them three and nine by Thanksgiving, losing to both Jacksonville and Detroit in that span. That they're going to lose those games. My my belief is that the 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 process of what this team is supposed to be this year is to look competent on the field, not not be an embarrassment. To what they were last year i do believe that daniel jones will have a solid season uh, but my take on daniel jones is something that my father instilled in me on older quarterbacks when we were in the 90s uh daniel jones is, is good good enough to get you fired that was, that was his his take on jeff george back in the day and daniel jones is that right he's going to give you just enough where you think you could fix him and if you commit to him you're likely just digging your hole a little bit deeper uh, and you're not going to get out of it. So all right. So you said um, three and nine at Thanksgiving, and then lo- including losses to Detroit and Jacksonville. Did I get that right? That's, that's what he correct. said. Okay, I will make sure I wrote it down right. That's correct. You know, I think a lot of these guys are going to have solid seasons, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. And going into Tennessee this week, you know, I, a lot of fans are very optimistic. It's the first game of the year. Hope springs eternal, like it always does. Uh, I remember the same feelings last year you know playing Denver at home everybody was amped and then all of a sudden you lose that game and you lose to Atlanta the week after and it's like you get slapped in the face so I would suspect a a little bit of a similar outcome this year despite the upgrade at coaching and the offensive line uh, it's still going to come down to which quarterback is going to outperform the other in this league and uh, my money would be on Tannehill before it would be on Daniel Jones. Can I ask you how many wins they'll have at the end of the season if you're only going to start three and nine? Yes, sir. Uh, that would be five. I got them at five and twelve on the season. That's where that's where I'm landing them this year. I think I they'll beat Seattle. Yep. Go ahead. No, they're good. No, Mike, we're good. Finish up. No, I just think I think we'll beat Seattle. Uh, I think they'll beat Houston. Um, I'm pretty confident they'll beat Chicago. They'll beat Washington. And I think probably towards the end of the year they'll they'll squeak out two wins late in the season. Maybe against the Colts if the Colts already have a playoff spot locked up. That last game against Philadelphia at the end of the year, if the Eagles have a spot locked up, I think that's more and more likely where it's going to go. That but would be it's six. It's going to go off the rails pretty quick. All right, thank you, Mike. Thanks, bud. Appreciate the call. All right, we need. We got. We we're so positive to start. And then Mike, look, 
realistic. I, I, I get where he's coming from. I'm not going to, the same way I didn't try to fight off Big Ed. Uh, you missed Pearson, the Big Ed call. Mm-hmm. Start of the year, his, his bold prediction, uh, start of the year, 5-0 and oh, it was. with. Wow. Yeah, it was bold. He was very excited, though. You, I, if, if, if you're a little down later in the day because you're a little overworked, take a listen to Big Ed's call. It will pump you up for the rest of your day. Will do. It was very good. Mm-hmm. All right, hopefully Tom in Connecticut can bring a little bit more. And, Mike, good call. I'm not criticizing you. Let's go to Tom in Connecticut try to bring us back up, back a little higher after that call from Mike. Tom, what's going on? Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. Hey, I'm sorry. There's no way they're going 5-0. <laughs> I'm a big Giant fan, but... Come on, you got to be realistic. I, I understand, I'm, Tom. I'm looking at their schedule. I think we'll be lucky to be uh, get six victories this year. And um, but I really called to talk about the uh, the left guard position. Why don't they just put that guy from North Carolina? The uh, Azuzu. I can't pronounce his name. Azuzu, yeah. Azuzu, Azuzu with a D. Azuzu. He is not a car that was made in Japan. Right, I know. <laughs> uh, here's the problem. While they really like him, and I believe that coming into the preseason, they looked at him as the sixth lineman on that offensive line. Uh, he, because of whatever injury, and again, we need Lance's medical dictionary to identify what something is. Uh, coach says he has something, and he's working through something. Well, whatever that something is, it kept him out of uh, of about half of the snaps during the course of training camp and, and the preseason. He also lost the last two games. So how ready could he be to face the Titans a week from yesterday? That's asking a lot. No matter how much yeah, you think okay. about the player, that's a lot. Well, um, out of all the guard candidates, he seems to me to be the biggest and the strongest. Besides the guy that we had to put on IR, uh, his teammate from North Carolina, I was really McKeithen. excited about him. But uh, Yeah, but McKeithen's no. gone for the season, so it won't matter. Right, so it doesn't matter, right. Look, but, I th- uh, I th- again, I think the wild card here for me, and I keep bringing up Jack Anderson as the wild card, but it's a unique circumstance you know, he gets waived by the Eagles, who have, by the way, a good offensive line, a really good offensive line, after initially last year being with the Buffalo Bills. And because of the Bills connection here and the system that Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach, ran in Buffalo and is now running with the Giants, I think he's the wild card here. I don't know okay. that it's a stretch to get him ready in a week. That may be doable. So uh, is uh, is Lemieux on uh, injured reserve? Yeah. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. I would never. Well, that he's pop. He's pop. Anyway, well, well, he'll. Lemieux's not pop. Lemieux's on. No, he did go injured reserve. He did go injured reserve. Oh, he's on the after the fifty-three, okay. he went after the fifty-three. Yeah. So he is. He is on the injured. So he's out for a month. So he can be back after four games. Right. 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 Pup is uh, Gates and Parrot. Correct. Those are the pup guys, which can come back at any time. Are you guys impressed with him? Lemieux? Because even that his rookie year, his rookie year, he didn't really impress me all that much. Paul's higher in him than I am. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm big on intangibles. I'm not big on technique and looking pretty. For my offensive lineman, I just want you to get the job done. More people do whatever you have to do. Gouge out their eyes if necessary. Just make sure that they don't get to the ball carrier. I don't need it to be pretty. That's just not the way that, that, that I need my lineman to be. Richie Soybert was never pretty in doing his job, but he was effective. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I, am, I will say this, though. I am very impressed with the coaching staff. I think they're much better than you know, the judges' crew. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, watching them progress over the next couple of seasons. So, so thanks for taking my call, and you guys have a great day. You too. Appreciate you calling in. Enjoy. All right, so we, we started very high, and then we kind of got dragged down by the end. But that's okay. <laughs> we have four more days. Four more days, and a lot of Titans talk coming up in the next few days, I'm sure, too. Yeah, and tomorrow we're going to have a full house because both um, 
Lance and Jeff are too good to work on Labor Day, so they both bailed on today's show. So that's why Paul and I are here. So they're going to be on with me and Howard tomorrow. So that's going to be it's going to be a full full house. And most importantly, the Giants will have their first real practice of the week, so we might be able to determine a little bit more than we know today. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Sunday tells Maybe. me Brian Day will keep that under wraps as much as, as possible. As much as he can. As much as he can. But then you know what happens? On Tuesday, everybody gets to go into the locker room, and somebody's going to say yeah. something about who was taking snaps. And by Wednesday, the uh, the cat will be out of the proverbial yeah, bag. It's a lot different when you're just doing press conferences, right? It's a lot different. I mean, that folks, let me make something clear to you, and I know this is behind-the-scenes stuff, but the pandemic, it, for all practical purposes, as far as the NFL is concerned, is over. And so now we are back to covering the team as we did back in 2019 and in years prior. So now there is the regular practice access. There is the regular locker room access. And you'll you'll wind up hearing, quote, leaking coming out a lot more than what you heard during the pandemic days because everything was so incredibly restricted and controlled. Yeah, no question about it. Paul, good stuff, my friend. Fun day, John. All right, that's it for Big Blue Kickoff Live. Thanks for being with us. Again, we're here at 1230 all week long. I'm John Schmelk. We'll see you next time.